What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and thank you for joining us. This is Level 10. Can you guys believe it? We've been doing this for two and a half months, and we actually still have listeners. This is awesome. But we've got a great show for you guys tonight. But before we get to all that, some obscenities. L, you stupid mother... No, I'm just kidding. We're not actually going to do that. That'd be mean. But first up, we have L, <laughs> the big L. How you doing, buddy? Wow. Level 10. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. We're getting to the big time now. Uh, we've made it to 10 episodes where I haven't had to fly out to New York and kick L in the, in the nuts. <laughs> in the nards. <laughs> Make sure to stream that. But like, I don't need them anymore. You could go for it. <laughs> and like you just heard, we also have Ryan the Mighty Mango. How's it going? I'm doing all right. And next, we, as always, we have Corey, the rocker dude, 5012. Hello. What does the 5012 stand for? Uh, it's just a random number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nothing important or nothing interesting. Not the last four of his social at all. No, no not at all. No, <laughs> just, just a pin number. <laughs> Got it. No. <laughs> and my garage code and... Yeah, the code to get in my computer, you know, that stuff. I believe it. And lastly, since you've probably heard her giggling, we have a special guest with us tonight. She comes to us because Elroy threw her out cold onto the streets. She was looking for a new home. X to Hero <laughs> denied her that home. So we, the panel, from our gracious hearts, decided to take her in and give her a place so her voice could be heard. We have with us Michelle, otherwise known as Matriarch, Matriarch, something like that. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. And thank you for giving me an excuse to escape the very sequential basement and uh, come see the light <laughs> of day for a little while. We had to pull you away. Elroy was taking all the spotlight. <laughs> all right. Well, tonight, as some of you know, but I think it's just fog. Tonight is our first official stream. If you're listening to this and you would like to join us next, live next week, you can follow us at the Achievement Hunting Podcast or Achievement Hunting One on One Podcast on Mixer. That is the right uh, URL, right, Corey? Uh, Mixer dot com slash a h one o one. Sorry, a h underscore one o one underscore podcast. That is us. There you go. As you can tell, we're new to that. But make sure you can turn on the notifications so you can see us when we go live. And you can catch the raw, unedited version of all this. You can see Big L derail us. And you can hear all of all the bloopers <laughs> that we edit out of the podcast. And also, if you're in, a, in chat with us, feel free to comment and join the conversation. But before we get started, we want to, we want to start out with our proclamation point. Ooh, 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 ooh. Where's the echo? That's your job. There it is. Hopefully that echo comes through. Ryan, would you like to read off the milestones? Yes, I'll go through the milestones this week. Got a few of them here. So, Wakapil has earned 18,500 achievements and has hit an 1,800-day achievement streak and... Has completed 450 games. He had a good week. So, that's pretty good. So he, that's a pretty good week. So Fug has hit 66% completion rate ratio. 
So congratulations, you've embraced completing games. <laughs> that matches his age. Chin Doctor has played 1,250 games. Well, keep going there, Chin. you got a long way to go to catch me. Uh, David M.C. What is it? McCeecee? McCeecee? <laughs> McCeecee, 1989. Is that like Marky Mark? Yeah, you know, the double. Hit 200,000 gamer score. So congratulations, 200,000. Kenny just uh, scratched his head when you said uh, Marky Mark. Yeah, Marky Mark. Yeah, he has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. I know who you mean. X the Hero has hit a 650 gamer score and is now in the top 100 in the USA gamer score leaderboard. So congratulations. Woo woo. Yep. Nice. King, Kingsman has hit triple milestones all at once. 280,000 gamer score. Was at 560,000 TA and then 165 completed games. Chin has also completed 400 games. We should have put that in the other notes. But so Chin not only has he started 1,200 games, but he's finished one fourth of them. It's not bad. That's a third-ish of them, right? 400 oh, right. of 1,200? We're not a math podcast. Yeah, we're not yeah. a math podcast. We've, okay. we've gone over this. <laughs> yes, uh, my bad. There's a whole quarter-ish, bunch of them. <clears throat> in Australia, it's, it's a quarter. Oh, right. There's some kind of exchange rate issue. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so Prue has won 16,000 achievements. Way to go, buddy. Nice. I think he's still alive in the uh, G-Task. Sure is. I believe so. This week. Yeah, he's so, still plugging Good job, bud. I know he does listen. He actually listens to this every once in a while. Kush has got 825 games played, but only 117 completions. Tisk tisk. But actually, you know, Kush, that's the style that I like. So you're you're doing just fine. And uh, Chad and Jesse, 765 or 700, 675 games played and uh, 533 completions, which that's pretty wow. damn good. That is that's really exceptional. Good. Jesse, you are crazy, girl. Chad, you too. So that is all for the... Go ahead, Al. Let's get the proclamation point. We did it already. Well, fine. Don't do it again. That is all the milestones for this week. All right. Proclamation point. <laughs> that was a good bit of them. Good, good milestones as well. All right. Now let's do some community questions. Good job, community. We have the best. First question that we have, and this I believe this comes from Skeptical Mario... If a game's achievements are particularly front or back heavy, does that affect how you play? For instance, donk donk. If there are, <laughs> for instance, if there are a lot of story-related <laughs> achievements as opposed to uh, collectible ones, are you more likely to keep playing? Uh, Corey, what do you think? Um, it doesn't affect the way I play. I play what I want to play, crap and all. So uh, the only way it affects. Uh, what I, how I play, is uh, if I'm going to use a walkthrough first go or not, because I really don't like playing campaigns for a second time, especially if there's no difference in the second playthrough. So, right, yeah, I kind of echo that thought. I'll play what I play. Doesn't I don't much care where the achievements. Somebody say echo. Oh boy. Well, L, since you want to talk, does it affect how you play the games? Maybe that was weird. I know. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I like collectibles. I'm weird, especially in Crackdown. Those are the best collectibles ever. That's the first game that the collectibles were actually kind of fun in a long time. There's a lot of them though. Well, the collectibles in that game also affected gameplay. 
you got better as you collected them. So there was some reason behind it. It wasn't just to irritate you. Right. Ring. Did uh <laughs> did having like three hundred of them make it any worse? Do you wish there was less? I was gonna say I remember finding all of them but one and having to consult a video guide, which sucked because yeah. I think the yeah. last portion of the video we finally found it. But I didn't use a video for all of them right away. It was actually really fun to find them on your own. And if you have a headset, it actually um, can hear them. So if you can hear it off to the left, to the right, or stuff like that, I thought it was very clever. You can make them louder, too, if you didn't know that. Did you guys know that? Mm, no. If no, you do, if you do a race, like where they have one of those car things, and you get out of mm-hmm. the car and don't finish the race, the orbs will actually be louder, so you can hear them better. Interesting. Do you hope Crackdown 3 uh, mirrors that same collectibleness? I hope there's a thousand of them and get an achievement for each individual one to go back to last week's question. It's a thousand one point orb achievements. Yes, all of them. I think they pretty that much confirmed nuts. that they those at least the agility orbs and all those are back in one of the trailers. I'm, I'm I think. I think uh, I recall that too. Yeah. So, um, if Crackdown Three actually happens, uh. I imagine it's going to be much like Crackdown 2 in that it's not <laughs> it's not going to reinvent the wheel. What worked for Crackdown worked. And, and the collectibles in their way did. As actually Fog is saying in stream here, it, it is fun until you look for the last one. But there there is also that distinct feeling of having accomplished something once you grab that last one. So there, there's a pro and a con to having to do so much. Collectibles can be fun. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as Achievement Hunters, we become a little OCD about things. I remember, I think it was about four years ago, I was playing Darksiders. And I think I was following just a collectible guide. And I missed one somewhere. And you know what I did? I stopped playing. Really stupid. And it came up on this year's UHH. And I still had my save and I enjoyed it. I was very mad at myself for putting it down. So that's the downside to OCD Achievement Collectible Hunting. Eh. Although you've kind of spoken a little bit, Michelle, but does it affect the way you play? Like with everything, with achievements and um, gameplay styles, it sort of ebbs and flows. I find more lately, actually, that um, I don't like using guides as much. If a game is notably long and has a lot of collectibles, and especially collectibles that get locked out, I want to use a guide. But I actually find it's slower to use a guide because you're spending time going between the guide and possibly a video and maybe a second guide because that guide lists the collectibles better and and it's so much time tabbing through different websites that you just stop playing and enjoying the game um so for example in uhh a couple weeks ago or for a couple weeks in a row i had costume quest achievements and the first one i got i was playing along with the guide and at some point it clicks okay there are collectibles there are these things to do but nothing's missable you can do it all. So I'm just going to relax and enjoy the game. And it moved faster. It was definitely more enjoyable. Um, and as to the first part of the question about um, whether achievements are front or back heavy affecting how you play. And I guess that's why collectibles come up because typically that makes the list very backloaded. Um, I generally don't care, but I know that I'm not alone because L is the same way that I'm sort of a slave to the streak, like getting one achievement every day. And sometimes backloaded games 
take me a while to start because I kind of need to know I have another game easily accessible. Like I can grab something in it because I'm not going to get an achievement naturally if I play this game for an hour today, which is, again, unfortunate. So in that way, backloaded lists do affect how I play, but then they become really good for contests and things like that when you know you can kind of hold on to that big one to pop when you need it in something like uh, the Great True Achievement Score Challenge. Right. Also good for preloading if you are one of those people that do that. Mm. <laughs> I know no one here does that, though. Nope. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Not here. And for our second question, do you guys join people's parties uninvited? L? <laughs> you know the answer to this one. That's why I went to you first. Lock down your parties. <laughs> Hide your controllers. Lock down your parties. Of course I join people's parties. All the time. There is the option to lock them, so if you don't lock them, you may as well just be inviting me to your party chat. That's I just, the way I, I just have one reaction to somebody joining in a party uninvited, and that would be... How rude! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, that Jody Sweeten. Who's that? It's Stephanie Tanner, buddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's all grown up now. I enjoyed that you got that with laugh track and everything. Oh, yeah. I think maybe the show would be improved if we just added a laugh track every now and again. Don't say that. Now Elle's going to be doing that. <laughs> it's just going to be a laugh track of layered mango laughs. It'd be phenomenal. <laughs> well, I already we have, that. I already have a compilation of Elle, Elle Roy and mango laughs. Sweet. <laughs> That's pretty creepy. Oh, no, no. You like it. You love it. I do. Mango, do you join in parties uninvited? Um, only with people I like regularly talk to, like most of you all, uh, at random. I mean, there's a lot of people on my friends list that are in parties, and I don't just jump in their parties like, hey, guys, how's it going? Because <laughs> that's annoying and dumb. So I will randomly join Elle and Michelle and you and, I mean, random people that I normally game with, but... I won't go, hey, Shmirnov's online. Oh, look at that. He's in a party. Let me hop in the party with him. I don't do that. <laughs> you probably won't talk anyway. He, he won't talk. Oh. <laughs> ah, no, actually, he's too. very talkative. He's actually very talkative in parties. Huh. Believe it or not. What about you, Corey? You join parties? Well, since I think it's rude to do that, no. <laughs> <laughs> How In rude? fact, quite the opposite happens. I get random invites from Elf to join party. And then I don't respond, and I get another one, <laughs> and another one. Yep. I get that as well. Then I answer it, and he's like, what's that noise? I'm like, I'm washing dishes. This is what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle? Um, I'm I more along the lines of how uh, Mango handles this. Generally, if it's... I generally don't jump into parties unless it's a party where there's sort of been an open invite to jump in. It's like when you guys are doing the stream, um, when you're playing whatever new games you're playing, um, I will try to jump in there. But otherwise, I like having when I, when I'm not in a party, it's because I want to kind of sit and play by myself. So I'm not likely to just jump into a party. Yeah, I'm kind of I usually don't join parties uninvited. I'm kind of antisocial, which is funny, you know, L's L, but he's the most social out of all of us. 
Which is why he only plays co-op games. I have so many enemies. (laughs) All right. Bother everyone. All right. So go into our discussion segment. Unfortunately, this is a kind of sad news, but most everyone has probably heard it. But in case you haven't, Telltale Games is closing down. They announced literally like a few hours, maybe two hours after our last show, the news breaks. I guess, you know, that's just how podcasts go. News breaks after you're done recording. But yeah, Telltale News is cl- is closing, or Telltale Games is closing. That kind of sucks as Achievement Hunters, you know. Uh, they're big name games. We play them all the time. You guys play them a lot? Well, they're, they were all Achievement Hunters, just dreams. Yes. I don't know about dreams, but they weren't. <laughs> well, I mean, well, Minecraft idle mode is great. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's how many games come out where you can multi play them on three different uh, consoles on your one on your 360 and on your win 10 device and get achievements in all of them. So that was certainly unique to telltale games, but I imagine not part of their marketing strategy when they were putting all this together. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And no. I mean, you got to remember too, when the walking dead came game came out, it really was something different. There mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of games that were driven that way. The, the pseudo choose your own adventure. And of course, I mean, licensing games is not cheap and you got to pay no. those bills. And so. that was in the walking Which dead was in the prime in- too. So, it was really like right. a, yeah. a big yeah. thing, a big deal. I remember pre-ordering the uh, the PC copy when it first came out. It was that big of a deal. Well, and as, as Waka stated in his piece last week, um, there's they overextended on these licenses very badly. Now, we don't know the whole story yet. We've been able to cobble together quite a bit. But I'm sure we're going to find out more in the future about exactly where these numbers are. But Minecraft was profitable, and The Walking Dead was profitable, and I don't even know if that means season two. That may only be season one. And then after that, everything else was, it didn't make returns for them. And it was just a matter of getting too big too fast with not making the greatest decisions with this license They're very money. Am- mm-hmm. Yeah, very ambitious in their goals. Like, yes. oh, we want to do this, and want to do this, and want to do this, and... I mean, I can only imagine what the licensing fees for a Game of Thrones game would have been. You would have had to sell a lot of that game to make up for their licensing fee on that. Right. Especially when you're constantly, you know, putting your games on sale. You're not getting a full bang for your buck there. And as most people, as most gamers anyway, you know, we wait for sales, especially us as achievement hunters. We go for the the cheap games. And their episode ones usually Mm -hmm. ended up free. Fairly, fairly quickly. That too. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you almost question. You almost kind of question if the reason why they were on free is because. Well, I mean, The Walking Dead as they dropped in price is because they were getting older, so get more people hooked on them. But the other ones where it would release the episode one for free, maybe they're just trying to get people hooked on it. So then you have to pay for the other episodes just to try to make some profit on and the sure. game. I mean, yeah, that's the way I'm I sure see that it. was the thinking. Kind of as a loss leader. Well, I mean, and I, I was thinking about this uh, just in the term, in the context of like, we're all kind of responsible, right? Because when I look at Telltale Games and I love the first Walking Dead, I haven't paid full price for any Telltale game. And I'm, 
I don't own the majority of them. I got the first Walking Dead at some point. Like, it, it got to the point where Microsoft does their big November sale and Telltale games are always very steeply discounted. I'm just going to wait. And oh, I mean, without a doubt. I know you said you pre-ordered, right, one of the games, Corey, but did anyone else pay full price at any point for a Telltale game that wasn't possibly the first Walking Dead? Um, I, On the PC, I did. Okay. For the PC versions of the games. I never bought them on sale. I bought the first Batman. Uh, I, f- I forget the subtitle to it. I bought that on sale. I mean, I think I got all five seasons for $10, $12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then the second second season of Batman, I think it, the last time it went on sale went on sale for like fifteen, sixteen dollars, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to play that, but decided not to buy it because I know I could wait a little bit and get it for ten, twelve bucks, save a couple of dollars. Mm-hmm. The first Batman was just Batman the Telltale yep. series. Oh, okay. The second That's one had a subtitle. Enemy. Yep, the enemy within. Having any game studio close sucks, no matter what it right. is. But right. being Telltale, you know, they're it's a big name. They've got a lot of good licenses, licenses too. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy we haven't missed, or we missed. That's a big name. And you know, Stranger Things is not going to happen. I'm really sad on that one. I'm not the biggest Telltale fan, but I love Stranger Things. So that one I was really looking forward to. We'll probably never get that. Mm-hmm. And it's all devolved into sort of a mess now, right? Because obviously there are going to be questions of where these licenses land, if they land anywhere, because it's possible nobody will pick this up. Where's their engine going to go? Is that going to get sold off in some capacity? Well, they had someone? a new engine they were working on, too, is my understanding. Right. And then, um, you know, what's the future of this final Walking Dead game that they were mid-production on? And the the fact that they other companies have stepped up to help us finish and we're going to consider our options yet they laid off all these people they had just hired a week earlier there there were no options <laughs> who, for them so it's, who are it's, now suing right rightfully so yeah right they yeah. they violate you have to give some notice uh, and and they violated the employees are claim, claiming that they violated labor laws in the state that they were all centered in so the whole thing's just just a mess and and at some point, I hope someone who's really good at journalism actually really gets in there and writes an article and kind of makes sense of all of this for us. Because it, it we're talking, what, four years ago, five years ago? How long ago did the first Telltale Walking 2012. Dead come out? 2012. So we're talking so six years ago. I mean, ago. they were around before that, but, but they, uh, that's when they... Yes, yes. That's when they hit it big time. That's when they really hit it. Right. And, and this wasn't just a game that was... Okay, it's you know like a hit, like we know it's big, pre-established sort of thing. This was revolutionizing kind of the discussion about video games. Does a video game have to be something where you have uh, reflexes and the ability to consider where you're jumping and how you're moving? Where it was really an interactive storybook, and how that brought people into the fold and emboldened some developers who make walking sims and things like that. Where like, yeah, our games are legit too, even if they're not what you traditionally consider a video game to be. And now that's it. It's gone. Yep. It's done. Yeah. L, you've been quiet. Do you like Telltale games? I know. I'm looking up all the crazy Telltale games right now. <laughs> oh. 
I, wait, I have a question while Elle's looking that up, because hopefully he'll have some interesting thing to say once he figures out what he's looking <laughs> up. <laughs> um, <laughs> if Telltale had continued down the path of developing games like Back to the Future, would they have, you think, eventually reached... like? I don't know that this would have been the outcome for that because Back to the Future was a good, it was okay, and it did what it needed to do, but it wasn't this like bright shining star where they suddenly kind of exploded and says, oh, we want to reach out to all these things. And in some ways, it's like the that extreme success of Walking Dead eventually led to the downfall of the company. Yeah, I mean, Back to the Future was more of a point, it was more point clicky mm-hmm. than Walking Dead where it was kind of a story driven where you have some quick time events and maybe click on something every once in a while. That's an interesting thought. Walking Dead might have killed him. Yeah. Did Back to the Future make money? I mean they you got have some pretty to... big licenses they got and then they got Jurassic Park, which is another big license. Well right, you have to figure from Back to the Future and Jurassic Park they had enough capital to purchase the license to Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm guessing they had enough investors that, hey, this is a good idea. I mean, they may not have had the the money on hand, but they had enough investors that put forward the money to do the Walking Dead license. Right. And like Corey said, you know, they got all these um, licenses during their heydays. You know, right when all these things were big, that's when they started to work on the games. Yeah, uh, I'm just reading here. Prior to uh, The Walking Dead, uh, Back to the Future was their most successful franchise. So mm-hmm. I think there was a case of getting big too fast, getting too many licenses with too few crew. So they had to rush the product and then competition got came out and had good games as well that people were interested in. Like Life is Strange as being a prime example. Right yeah. now, Life is Strange is its own discussion now because it was recently revealed that the second game in the franchise is going to be $40. And that seems like a big ask when we've been getting Telltale games for significantly less. Especially with the first episode being available right now for five dollars, but then the full season is forty. Mm-hmm. And a full season is five episodes. I think it's five episodes. Mm-hmm. I believe so. So once again, maybe lost. It's the telltale thing. Lost leader. Send you get them hooked for five dollars and hope you get them for the other. Well, I think five. they're gonna. They're trying to ride their their coattails of the first game being so successful. Oh, without a doubt. It's interesting because at forty dollars. It's probably a fair price, but we're just so used to cheaper things that it seems outrageous. I bought the yep. first Life is Strange on sale for like five or six dollars. That's a great price uh, for the whole for thing. For the whole thing, right? And well, yeah. wasn't the second one twenty five originally? I'm not sure. I think so. And then you can but get then, the deluxe edition that was that was thirty. Right. So it's eight dollars an episode, right? And you're probably looking at two or three hours, right? Which but I think is still not a bad price. It sounds no, like a good deal. People pay eight dollars for an ACA game; they'll finish in an hour. Speak for no yourself. <laughs> Certain people will. That rhyme with Righty Rango. I won't tell you who it is. <laughs> what? But, but life is <laughs> life is strange. Also, has the benefit of being an original IP. It's it's owned by the developer, True. so they they're not paying a licensing cost to use it true right yeah it sucks i think there was like 250 employees i believe that are now gone well there's 250 employees i believe total and now there's 25 remaining that are basically Mm -hmm. just trying to finish walking dead season three or chapter three i should say well and keep in mind too that 
uh, Telltale had reduced 25% of its workforce about a year ago. So there was right. a round of layoffs before this whole cut happened. Yeah, because they were talking about a restructuring at that Aren't time. Aren't those 25 people that. working on the something else? Netflix, Minecraft? I don't think it's working. been clear, but their statement said obligations to our partners, which leads people to believe that it's more about the Netflix, Minecraft series because it, it, it mentioned partners as opposed to finishing up what they were working on internally. Yeah, and they said in a, in like uh, contracts to their shareholders. So I guess you could look up their stocks and see. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's somebody that has investments. I didn't know they were publicly traded, but I've, apparently they are. Yeah, just bad. Oh, no, a little bit of good news with that. Uh, Playground Games, the one that does the Forza Horizon series, mm-hmm. they're in talks of having a new IP. Who knows what that could Fable. be? And they have a hundred. I I can I can get on board with that. Yeah. Uh but they're they have a hundred seventy seven open openings. So, I mean, if Playground has a story based game like Fable, you know, people at Telltale could fit right on in there. Telltale Games had good stories. Yeah, and they're talent. I mean, obviously they have some talented programmers there to do the the work. So, I mean, they right. have ideas. I mean, a lot of them are probably just like, hey, what, I mean, a lot of it came down to, well, we got this engine, we know how to do this stuff, let's just continue to do that. Mm-hmm. But I still feel there's probably a lot of employees that have pretty original ideas that who knows what they can come up with. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. I think I'll, I hope very sincerely that most of them will land on their feet, whether they wind up employed by something like Playground, who's doing kind of a big hiring now. Or um, I know Harmonix posted some job listings right after encouraging former Telltale employees to apply. I know Ubisoft did like an open luncheon type thing. That's right. Um, That's what I was trying to think of, Ubisoft. Right. And there's also the possibility, too, that some of these developers will just make their own studio and they'll develop their own games that we'll get to enjoy and they'll restructure in that way. So the hope out of all of this is all of these folks who are obviously very skilled and very talented are going to wind up in good places for them where they're going to continue to bring us great content in some form or another. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully their talent is spread throughout the gaming industry and we all benefit in another way by them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they brought us some easy gamer score and interesting stories and achievement hunting 101. We'll remember that. Without a okay, he ruined it. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we're All having right. a moment there. All right, before we continue into our gaming discussion, let's talk about UHH because I clearly forgot that before. My bad. Uh, who would like to read off the UHH win? Yeah, winners? yeah, I got period it. Period four. I had to bring it back up because I thought we were going. <laughs> There's back. a lot of them. Uh, I'm not going to go over period four winners. Uh, just because I don't have them all, but I do have uh, probable <laughs> knockout uh, finalist, uh, obviously pending their game collection being in sync. Uh, and by the time this comes out, we'll know. But uh, we have Chin Doctor, Mark B, What the Fug, Tropan, Fresh three eight three eight six six three eight three six. I don't know. Uh, Walk appeal, Walk appeal. <laughs> Kronos, Skeptical Mario, Big L, Redemption Denied, Elroy, OMJ, Madtism, and Shababble are all likely getting in. The, they made the top 256, and 
They're going for glory. Nice. Woohoo. Congrats. I, I have a question awesome. for Elle, actually, since he's been pretty quiet and you know we all love to give Elle a microphone. Um <laughs> <laughs> So now how have you reacted to having this week off from UHH? Especially because you're coming off of a week where you had gotten 18 achievements and like you really had to push those last two weeks to get in because your first two weeks were quieter. So how's this non-UHH week, this in-between week, treated you? It's been nice in a way. I did something crazy. I started the campaign for Red Dead Redemption. I'm only, what, eight years too late? But It's never right. too late. Never too late. Never too late. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to what Saturday brings. But in the meantime, you're ready to put off. You're ready to put off Red Dead for another eight years. <laughs> I think I'll be eliminated Saturday, and I'll get back to it. Oh we'll come on now! With that we'll attitude, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone in UHH has a defeatist attitude. You always get those. PMs from people, oh, yeah, I'm not going to try hard. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do well this week. And then they wind up very competitive. So they're doing it wrong because when I said that, I'd actually do that. Elle's still salty about the guy you got in the first week, five weeks later. I'm I'm salty. I didn't get any puddings. (laughs) He woke up at at four in the morning to get an achievement. I'm not salty about him at all. You got no puddings, Corey? Zero puddings. All competition. Oof. Good. That's how it should you be. To do no, that was it was that is it how was it fun, be. but I just I didn't. I bare, I could have went a little harder, but because you suck at spiral splatter. That that did not help. Correct. Child's game, child's. Yeah, even Elk can finish that one. Even Elk can finish. Hey, wait. A minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's not bring <laughs> up that Elk can finish that. <laughs> even Elk could do it. I'm still not yeah, sure it wasn't here in UHH. <laughs> But if you're in UHH and your opponent's going to be competitive, you got to be competitive as or, or competitive or More whatever. Competitive. Yeah, there we go. That'll work. Totally. Yeah. All right, let's get into the gaming segment. Let's talk some games now. This week we're doing a spotlight for Rat, Ratat, Ratat, Ratata, Rafiki. Ratalika. Ratalika. Ratatouille games. I don't know, something like that. Ratalika. We'll go with that. All right, first game, uh, League of Evil. Corey, you were playing that and streaming it Tuesday night, I believe it? I streamed this, I think, probably Tuesday and Wednesday. I think I did two days, Uh, although one day was just an hour of deaths on the same level. Um, (laughs) It was still fun. Yeah, only an hour. Yeah. Right. So, Radalika, Radalika Games, they are our new favorite publisher for Achievement Hunters. Um, I think they've produced like or published, I don't know, at least five games this year that I can think of, probably more. I know there's like 10 to 12 on TA, and uh, I just I think they've all come out this year. But anyways, League of Evil uh, is a platformer. It's in the vein of Super Meat Boy, if you've ever played that. So you're this little character, and basically you need to get to the end of the level, which happens to be a scientist, I think. And to complete the level, you have to punch the scientist. Which is gratifying. It is. It just sucks when you miss them or you, like, you forget to punch them, and then your time goes up. So basically, you're timed on each level. Uh, time relates to stars. You can get up to three stars per level, 
And in each level, there's a briefcase to get, which is usually um, in a location that's not on your way or it's harder to get. And there's spikes everywhere and pits and little enemies that shoot guns. And you can destroy them uh, or just skip over them. But your main goal is to get from point A to point B and collect that briefcase along the way and do it fast. Um, As far as the achievements go... You're basically going to play the game and you get an achievement for beating every level in chapter one and then chapter two and chapter three. Uh, along with that, they have chapter specific achievements for getting all the stars in each one. There are achievements for getting all the briefcases in each one. And then along the way, there's miscellaneous achievements for like getting a hundred briefcases, getting three stars and a hundred missions, completing a hundred missions. Um, that will just come if you're, you know, you're playing the game. I've only went through the first two chapters because I was adamant on doing everything in a chapter and then moving on. And the very last level in chapter two hung me up with the briefcase. Um, but I finally got it last night. Very satisfying. Uh, there were 60 levels in chapter one, 30 in chapter two. I think there's 30 in chapter three. I think you are correct. Yeah. Um, and then the I pretty much covered every achievement by just doing those things uh, besides maybe two or three that are just for defeating enemies. I think the max one's 250, and I've already hit that. So uh, this is not going to be a hard completion uh, for most. I guess if you really suck at like the Super Meat Boy type games, uh, platformers, then it could be a little difficult. Um, but I really enjoy these type of games. I liked Super Meat Boy. I liked... Uh, I've played, you know, a little bit of the guy and stuff like that. So this is kind of the games I'm used to. So it, it's it's been fairly easy. And it's a game that I've died 500 times on one level to get that briefcase. At least. Uh, I do like how you can get the um, time and briefcase separate. You don't have to get them in the same room. That's run, right. Yeah, that's right. Nice. And uh, I noticed by playing the first world or chapter that uh, I played it all and because I was streaming it. I didn't want to, like, focus on going back to a level and doing something uh, over and over for, on the stream. So I went back and I got the um, the briefcases after I was done, and then I went back and I got the three stars. Uh, no, I take that back. I got the three stars first. But what I noticed is your the time limit for three stars is very lenient. So most of them you can go for – I would go for briefcases first because you're probably going to get three stars anyways. And if you happen to not, then just do it again without the briefcase, and you're probably fine. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, I, this is a game that you're, you might think you get frustrated doing it over and over and over, but the levels are quick and I never got frustrated with it. It was a game that if I messed up, it, it was always my fault. And I don't know, it was, if it's quick to start, like you die, you restart, you die, you restart. It's, it's very quick to get you back in the action. So there's not a lot of wait time. And I don't know, it just, it didn't frustrate me to, to die a lot. No, I, I can I concur. I didn't get that frustrated dying on it either. I'll probably eventually finish it. I'm not as good at the game as you are, though. Yeah. So for for a rather like a game, tenacious for about a rather like a game, it's probably a harder one. I mean, it's been out for what's today the 27th. It's been out for like 12 days. Uh, no, I'm sorry, even less than that. Uh, it came out the 19th, so it's been out for 
math out of eight days. Uh, it seems weird because they just released another game this week, uh, and they have two more upcoming. But um, only 34 people have completed it out of 101 tracked gamers. Very opposite of their newest release, Jack and Jill, which had 111 completions like the morning I, it came out that I looked. So not as easy, but it's not going to be a hard completion. Right. And, yeah, I have no idea how you were getting frustrated. When I was watching you just die and die and die, I was getting frustrated. <laughs> I mean, it's frustrating not to, uh, There's no way to get it so quickly, but uh, it's one of those games where you just keep putting in the, the effort and it will pay off. You'll you'll learn uh, the moves you got to do, when to jump, when to dash, and, and all that. This game easily gets a, a four out of five from me. Um, good game. Nice. I think you touched on what, at least to me, is the most important thing when playing these games is that the controls are responsive. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where these games fall apart. The, the, if the controls are floaty in any way or not predictable. But that's a great sign that they're they're fine. Um, so. Yeah, they're tight. They're, they, if you die, it's your fault. It's not because, the contr- you, not because the controls cheated you out of something. Right. And another game that they've released here is full blast easy game i think of like a mm-hmm. half hour completion or something like that yeah you have you guys played that yes sir uh yep yeah i have as well decent yeah. game it was um when i got when i started playing it i was like okay this is a rodalika game they're known to be easy i'm not looking at anything i'm not looking at the list i'm not looking at the achievements i'm just gonna play it and see how long it takes and it took me 28 minutes from start to finish knowing nothing so it's incredibly wow. quick. And I I want to say that it has difficulties and it starts you on normal, but you can drop it down to easy and it moves even faster. So it's, but it's fun. It's actually not a bad little game. And in some ways, and I think this is something with Jack and Jill as well. It's it's too, the achievement list is too short for the game. You don't exactly. even get really touch the game. Exactly. There, when we streamed this game, I streamed it from start to finish uh, as far as the completion goes. Uh, we were done by level three, and there are 12 levels in the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think you'd go to level three if it wasn't for the fact that one achievement required level three. Right. I think you could finish the yeah. game before you even make it through level three. Yeah, you don't get to see the whole entire game. I mean, I I got through level three, and I deleted the game. Like, okay, mm-hmm. done. And have, has anyone played Jack and Jill DX yet? Yes, I have. I have not yet. I yep. hope to be able to I played it this it. weekend. I it took me a total of 18 minutes to play the whole game. Wow. wow. I had 600 and I had over 600 gamer score in the eight minutes, but I played it before I had to go to work <laughs> the other day. And then I finished wow. it when I got home. That's but crazy I, fast. I read some people comment on it, though, that they actually were enjoying the game. And they're upset that the achievements don't compel you to play more because we're so geared to play towards 1000G and not to play the game. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad game at all. What kind of game is it again? I, it, it's kind of a what are they those uh, Rayman running games like an Infinite Runner? Oh, okay, yeah, those uh, kind of like one that. button games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you do is you jump, jump, bounce off a wall, squish things, avoid spikes. That's at least that's 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 through the first world. I didn't play past the first world because you don't need to. And then it has a, a mini games that you have to unlock for one of the achievements. So you play through the first world and then you go into the mini, you unlock mini games. And you go into the mini games, and you get enough tickets 
from jumping over obstacles in a mini game, and then you mm-hmm. go into the store and you buy something in the store in game, which is different hats for your character, either Jack or Jill, and the game's over. So wow. you you don't get to play. You play the first world, which is twenty levels, which take almost no time. And then, I mean, I did, I think I died once because you have to get an achievement for dying. Oh, <laughs> very easy. <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where I'd like to play it more. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted it was on sale this week for $4, so whatever, but I mean, it's still $4. I'd like to get a little bit more out of the game and I could go play it, but because of, again, how you've said how we're driven, I get my gamer score. I finish the game. I delete it. It it would be one of those games where, you know, it's kind of a shame they could, they could, I mean, which gets into the point. When they made this game and the achievement list, did they just do, well, let's get all the achievements here and we'll get people to buy it and move on? And So, yeah, whatever. I was going to make that point. Uh, this publisher in particular, um, I think they know their audience. Um, they, they publish short games, and I think that they ensure that the achievement lists are easy because they know that while we're a niche group of gamers, we spend money when our the return on investment i.e. gamer score for our money is is good and so i i keep i always come back to uh boss 101 if if you have any familiarity with them you know that they gave out their game they gave out a lot of copies of the game uh via social so i'm looking at it right now boss 101 has 399 tracked gamers i'm fair that's it. I'm fairly positive. I've seen them give away 300 copies on Twitter when the game came out, right? Wouldn't the game me. is $15. I enjoyed Boss 101 for free. I I would have paid 10 bucks for it, but probably not 15 at the time. It, it's a little much. Jack and Jill is $5. Like Mango said, it's on sale for $4 currently for a launch discount. I'm not sure how much longer that has, but it's a dollar. Even if you say it's four dollars, Jack and Dill, Jack and Jill currently has six hundred and fifty tracked gamers. So, how many completions? Six hundred and thirteen. <laughs> so fantastic! And well, they know that, their market. That's right. That number's yeah. probably behind too. Keep in mind, TA scans so often, right? I saw mm-hmm. someone yesterday who completed Jack and Jill, and they were the two hundred fourteenth gamer. But when you clicked into the game, it still only showed like 150 tracked gamers. So that number is probably still even a little behind. And by the time this episode releases, it's going to have grown even more because word goes around about games like these amongst this community. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I was I started it that morning and I think I was in the top 20 that started it. And I was 334th to finish it that afternoon. Yeah. And as of recording, it came out yesterday. So uh even if even okay, even if you take like we people game share, that's a thing. So even if you take half of that number and you uh, multiply by four dollars, you know you're looking at like seven hundred bucks there that they made in a couple of days. Where boss like boss one one for example hasn't even made that. I'm sure. Oh, I'm I'm sure it hasn't. And Rattalika Games has published, you know, more more or less ten easy completions. Uh, this year so i think they i think they know who who's buying their games and that's i think they cater to them oh you've been quiet you play any of the ratatouille games <laughs> ratatouille no actually ever since 
I got eliminated from G-Task. I haven't been compelled to play these games just for the score, honestly. But I did dive Full Blast and Super Destronaut. That's one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, I got the one. Uh, aforementioned also had an achievement for dying, so I did that one day. Both of those, actually, both of those games of you UHH, can beat actually. before the, you beat the game, and I would argue that they're actually decent games that their achievement list, if we're longer, wouldn't I wouldn't mind. Well, maybe not too much longer though. Yeah, not like, too, not make too it, much. Make the game like an hour and a half instead of thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, El, you you didn't play Explosion. Oh, I did play that one. Yes, I forgot about Explosion. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. No, it was a decent. Which again game. brings us to another point of their games. Explosion. You forgot about that one, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That was an easy game. Yes, we discussed that on a previous mostly episode. Mostly easy. Bad. Yeah. I say mostly is easy as well. And there, here's it took an, some people yeah, an hour. There's another one right there. 20 minutes. Explosion has 3,500 tracked gamers. It's a $5 game. Wow. So mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you Jack and Jill will get up to 3,500 within uh, a, a couple months because that's all the Explosion's been out. Well, and taking a quick look, if you click into 640 gamers on um, on Jack and Jill's page, and it shows you the leaderboard of everyone who's played. That leaderboard's already on the eighth page, and I think each page is a hundred gamers. So there's there's something closer to eight hundred already who've tracked it, right. and that's only going to go up. But it it shows you how. So as tracked on TA, <clears throat> Rattleika Games has ten games tracked on there, two of which are still unreleased. Um, that's nineteen ninety five. What was it called again? Um, uh, yeah, back, it, back in nineteen ninety five and Devious Dungeon. So those two games are unreleased, and then they have eight released games on TA. There is one game on that list that is longer than a four-hour completion, and that's One More Dungeon, which has been completed. It's completable, but that game has only been tracked by 149 people on the site, and that one came out August 1st, so it's been sitting there for a while. So it just shows you, like, there really is, there's some kind of numerical evidence here that gamer score, easy gamer score motivates us to buy games for sure we can see it right Without here just in this uh developer but it's, game i will say um one more dungeon yeah yeah tetris escape was another one One more dungeon by the way mm-hmm. significantly better than polygon and they're the same type of game yeah. <laughs> Poly, polygon is absolute shit and one more dungeon is good <laughs> and I, th- I think so. they did recently update one more dungeon to make it easier um and our buddy Chin Doctor was like one of the first ones to uh, to beat it. Oh, I did see that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it w- it initially came out was a little harder, and it's also tracked at eight dollars, and you can see the the difference there. Yeah, there what was, game was that? Re- one one more dungeon. One more dungeon. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I recall correctly, it was a matter of there used to be something that you had to complete the whole game mm-hmm. in a certain way, and it was it was dropped down to one level. In that way, yeah. But yeah I remember that way. now that you yeah. There's certain there's a certain that. um, I guess they have mutators in the game, and you have, it says complete a level, and I think previously was complete the game. Yeah, yeah, and I know someone started to mention Tetris Escape um a little bit earlier, but I think of their games, it's the only one that falls in that category. It's one to two hours with a guide. Mm-hmm. It's it's yep. not as immediately completable as the other ones. The TA listing will show one to two hours. I actually, I did try playing it without a guide and I probably put about 90 minutes in and got to world three 
And I want to say they're eight, maybe. Um, so if you're playing without a guide, it's going to take you longer than that. But there are great guides out there, I suppose. And so the game is, is quick if you want to go that route. Does replay value matter at all anymore to anybody? So everyone just want to knock out everything quickly and just move on to the next thing? Only in the AAA scene. Uh, well, I, I don't think a lot of Achievement Hunters replay stuff, for fun, at least. Mm-hmm. Not even replay, but go through a game the way it's intended to be gone through. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we want... I think that's the problem with indie games. There's usually not a whole lot of meat there that you know you want to play it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan touched on this last week, but it's the metagame of getting achievements that's really our prime motivator mm-hmm. for a lot of us. So once that part of the game is done, th- there is no replay value because you, you can only earn the achievements once. So you move on. Yeah, there's certainly games that I play uh, regardless of achievements, but there's certainly a lot more games that I play for achievements. Mm-hmm. Like- Michelle, I know you and I finished Brothers, uh, mm-hmm. the story, ahead of getting all the achievements. I think every game should have a beat-the-game achievement. I mean, why wouldn't you want to encourage your people? Would you consider that like the game? platinum trophies that Sony has? I really wish we got something like that. Well, I mean, it seems to me that a lot of the games we have issues to it too, or at least used to, is where you had an achievement when you beat the game, or the achievement for getting all the achievement. I mean, how many of those games where the achievement for getting all the achievements is glitched? Mm-hmm. So then people avoid the games. My understanding is that has something to do with porting those lists from the PlayStation, because essentially Correct. that achievement is the platinum trophy achievement. That's the platinum trophy. We. There's no structure for that on the Xbox, so it doesn't know how to process that achievement information, which is probably said very, very, very incorrectly, but is is essentially what's going on there with those achievements. But even before there was a Platinum Trophy designation, there there are some games that do have the achievement for getting all other achievements, and most people don't really care for them, because why waste one achievement on kind of doubling up everything I already did? Give me one more achievement to explore something else or try something new. I, I'm not a big fan of them personally, even if they do work appropriately. I, I will say one other thing though, and someone said, Al, you were mentioning replay value. Um, I have had the greatest time replaying Rayman, and it's, but I never would have replayed it if it didn't have achievements, if I didn't have a stack. But I'm having right. so much fun sitting through and playing that. So it is a shame in some ways because as a kid, you know, I get like two video games a year, so I would play those to death every possible way I could play them. Uh, but that's that's the great motivators, the achievements. Without a doubt. All right. Well, any last thoughts on that, on what we've talked about? Support your game developers. Yes. If there's a game you like, buy the game and pre-order. Don't necessarily always wait for the sale. Yeah. Not even no no pre-order it. But if there's a game you want, <laughs> don't be a cheap cheap ass if you like it go get it pre-order it the day before it comes out so you can preload it and get those and get the bonuses well and especially as many of us are game sharers remember that you're already getting the game at half price essentially not not saying everybody go bankrupt buying games but no no. like we we've lost a lot of developers over the last few years that were actually quality developers and a lot of it's because people aren't buying their games right and remember, no, none of us need to convince you to spend $60 on Red Dead Redemption 2. You're going to do that. So when you're thinking $12 is too expensive for a game you would really enjoy from a company you love and you're going to wait for it for 8 
give them that extra four. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a happy meal. So just <laughs> skip the happy meal. Those aren't good for you. Help your developer, then you might get more games that you like. You could apple slices you could apple slices and happy meals now. <laughs> that you do. Happy healthy meals. Yay. Yeah, Corey had something he was gonna say. Well, too. I was just going to say we have a breaking game alert. Beep 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 boop beep. You could win <laughs> A copy of Pizza Titan Ultra. All you have to do is be the first person in our Discord to at Fufu Cuddly Poof with your favorite Pokemon. Has to be an image. So yes, do that, um, and you. In which game. which channel in the Discord? Any channel just has to be a public one. Okay. Uh, it has to be at Fufu Cuddly Poo. That's right. And L, I see you moving. You can't win this. <laughs> <laughs> it, actually, I'm, I'm going to clarify. This has to be after the uh, the episode drops because nobody's really listening on any stream anyways. So uh, after if you're hearing this now on your podcast app, it, it's eligible and you likely have missed your chance. But uh, go check. <laughs> Fufu will announce the the winner, uh, whoever got to him first. That I will. And if you haven't caught the stream, when Corey was streaming it last night, that game looks like a ton of fun. We got codes that we want to give away. Hot take, you're a person in a mech delivering pizzas. While destroying buildings. That does happen. It is crazy. It lo- it looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to try it. But I think that'll about do it for the show. If you guys enjoy this, let us know in chat or in, in our Discord. And if you would like to contact us to talk or have a topic for the show or a question you'd like to ask us, have your milestones read, be sure to join a Discord. Discord is discord.io slash ah101. And you can also follow the show at on Twitter at Achievements101. And be sure to follow our Mixer account. Corey and I have been streaming every night, like I've said before. And we do giveaways periodically on stream. Yeah. And not to mention, you can f- watch the show live as it happens. Yeah. We we're trying to be active on Mixer. And if you are a listener and we don't know that you listen and you want your, your stuff read, your milestones... Don't PM Fufu because he will miss them. (laughs) (laughs) I am very sorry, Sim. Bottom of my heart, I am sorry. We thank you for listening, though, and uh, that was an awesome milestone last week. Good job. Yeah, that was great. 900K, that's big. Can't wait to see you get to a million. But what's that uh, Mixer link again, Corey? The Mixer link is mixer.com slash ah underscore 101 underscore podcast. I will attempt to remember that. It's also in the show notes. Show notes and in the Discord. And probably on Twitter as well. And lastly, we don't, we haven't really asked you guys to do this, but if you if you enjoy the show, please like and review us. It really helps us out. It's a very it's a easy, free way to boost and boost our numbers, spread the show. And also, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.
Titan Ultra Fresh and Tasty Giant Roll-Up 15-Minute Guarantee. Pizza Titan Ultra Pizza for Justice Order right now. It's delicious. I kissed the fuck and I liked it. Taste the prune juice on my lips. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. A very sequential segment with X, the hero, and El Royal MJ. Microsoft sent Elroy and X, the hero, to the Pharaoh to ask for the release of his achievements so that they could achievement hunt with him freely. Initially, the Pharaoh refused, and Elroy demonstrated Microsoft's power by turning X's game list into a serpent and further decreed that five plagues, six with an honorable mention, would infest the names and or descriptions of Xbox achievements for generations to come. Elroy, love that guy, decreed a list shall be made so that no one will ever forget the top five achievements that sound like plagues list. But first, it's time for some pleasantries. I am joined today by an expert in the field of plagues. He knows where to find them. They can be commonly found in either the classroom or in dungeons. He is tied for 322nd in gamer score in dungeon crawlers. In Merca, in Pennsylvania, he will growl at you if you doubt his credentials. He is X the Hero. Ugh. I don't know. I felt like I needed to growl after that introduction. <laughs> Three twenty-second in dungeon crawlers in Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> that is some credentials. That is uh, it's a little embarrassing because <laughs> Pennsylvania we're we're full of caves. So I feel like it's in my Pennsylvanian DNA that I should be number one in dungeon crawlers. You know, our state motto is all bears will bow, right? That's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's common knowledge. I mean, that's, that's that. what we do in Pennsylvania. We go into caves and we wrestle with bears. Well, uh, now you're talking, now you're talking there. I, 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 maybe I need to go up to Pennsylvania and get my bear wrestling. Yeah. On. You think a possum puts up a challenge? You haven't fought with a bear in a cave. I'm just saying. Does it hiss at you? <laughs> um, that is scary, man. And possums. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, it's like down the spine. Uh, I don't know if hiss is the right word. More like, you know, <laughs> growl and rend flesh asunder. Oh, okay. I can get with that. Anyway, <laughs> for this week's segment, I'm just letting you know it's going to be sick. <laughs> and for an even iller statistic, let's go back to Elroy. Love that guy. Who is 10th in simulation oh. games in the great state of Tennessee. Can you name one of those simulation games you've played? Um, no. All right. Well, <laughs> here's a joke know. then okay. to uh, simulate a doctor's office since we're talking about plagues. All right. So did yep. you know that statistically nine out of 10 injections are in vain? <laughs> right on. <laughs> well, I just thought of one. I I did a, a bulb simulator. That was a bulb. Uh, bulb boy. boy? Yeah. Light bulb I, simulator. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get through that game because I wasn't too bright. But ha! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, X, I am so glad you made your return visit. So you might have noticed uh, we took a week off not too long ago. You can quit all the hate mail. We get it. We sh we can't take weeks off. But the obese child celebration episode just released. So hopefully that made up for it. 
Speaking of which, thanks for those awesome freaking vocals that were bumpers on the list and intro and, t- and outro. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, what can I say? I'm a man of many <laughs> talents, but shouting out random nonsense is certainly one of my better ones. Pretty sure that comes with the territory of being a teacher. If you can't yeah. keep them on their toes, you're doing something wrong. Um, for what it's worth, some of you might have recognized the title segment that came from the first song I put out called The Bottom. School and G-Task are kind of consuming my life right now, but I promise you there is more window of opportunity on the way. And should I happen to have any fans who listen to me and the segment, the next track is called Hate to Break It to You, and I hope to have it out in about a week or so. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that, that G-Task turning thing. Do you realize that on on the airways right now you have, like, literally one... 24th of the remaining entries in that tournament i mean pretty soon they're not going to allow us to fly on the same planes or anything i mean it's just going to be too dangerous you know what if something <laughs> happened i mean you know, it's just, it's getting down to crunch time y'all so Top 46 i think <laughs> yeah something like that all right well anyhow uh the point is is that most of the feedback this week came in a while ago and it was in response to your debut on the show with the skate park list that we did. So in case you forgot, here is a refresher. Nards, Shredzio, Nards, Unaware Wolves, Balls to the Wall, Nards, and more Nards. So Hold on. Am I am I thinking of the right one? There were Nards, right? Yeah, we, we I think it was like mentioned somewhere in the list. I, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that was the week, yes. All right, I think I'm on the right one. Yeah, Shredzio. I remember that. Shredzio. Sure. <laughs> All right. So our first feedback comes to us from no other than Devil Killer 69 who says, Great addition having X the Hero on. He should come back. Hey. I was playing the Diablo 4 beta with Freemhole and thought it might make a good skate part. That, you know, can make your list maybe because of all the dungeons in it. What do you think? I first, I just need to comment that your wish has been granted, Devil Killer 69 for here I am, ready to go. And then I also, I need to point out that Devil Killer 69 playing Diablo, that just, it, it writes itself. Um, yeah, Di- the Diablo 4 beta, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I actually didn't even know that was a thing. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, though, I feel like as a skate park, that would be a little intense, even for the gnarliest of skaters. I mean... I've played Diablo 3, admittedly I never played OG Diablo or 2, um, mm. but there's lots of cliffs and demons and hellfire brimstone. I feel like I feel like that's a little dangerous for most skateboarders who just probably want to live and, you know, land the dopest tricks and all that. So maybe hell is a bit extreme for a skate park. Yeah. If nothing else, you can stay a while and listen. That was my, my Deckard there. Oh, so... <laughs> All right, well, our next question, we're moving along here. We don't want to do 30 minutes of uh, user feedback like we've been known to do, but we had some good questions. So next up, Kingsman, he asked the next question. He said, I was really enjoying what X was saying about Minecraft, but then the audio cut off before it ended. My phone kept going offline, and I only ended up hearing 99% of what he said each time I tried. Did I miss anything, and why did X hack my phone? So first off, glad you liked the segment, and as a Minecraft pro, glad I had something to say to you. Um, but I, I gotta be honest with you, I mean, it's totally your fault. My gamer tag, X the Hero, it's literally like a really shady executable file. You, <laughs> you opened it, and 
Ah, see, there you go. You opened it and you just gave me access to everything on your phone, your entire life, your bank account, your bank cards, your bank account, your credit card, social security number, and and you brought it on yourself just by opening my file. So, can't tell you why I'm hacking your phone, but that's totally on you, Kingsman. There you go. Educational portion. Stay away from the EXE. Especially the shady ones that end with something positive like the hero. <laughs> that's right. And stay off X while we're at it. Now, <laughs> all right, well, our last question comes to us from friend of the show, Bloody Stump 420 who says, enjoyed X, but disappointed Elroy and M didn't haze the new guy any. Why didn't you subject him to some sort of initiation ceremony or at least include an inside joke that many in the community would know about, but that he has no idea what it is? So, X, should I haze you, bro? So, L, I don't know what your teacher contract looks like, but mine specifically says that there shall be no hazing of new employees. So, <laughs> when I recorded that segment, I kept my contract nearby, first to ensure that the weather was nice, hazy, and second, <laughs> to guarantee that as a new employee of the podcast, I would not be hazed. So, thank you for not violating my contract. Huh. Well, there you go. Well, thanks again for all the feedback, everyone. Y'all keep it coming. But... I suppose we should probably get started. Are we at 20 minutes yet? I don't know. But So, X, what do you got for us? All right. Our honorable mention of the week. Since it is a podcast segment about plagues, I felt it very fitting that we include Plague, Inc. Evolved. The game is literally, it, it's a whole game about this segment. So it was a pretty good shoe in yeah. I felt like that made it too easy, though, which is why it gets <laughs> stuffed like a booger up an honorable mention. <laughs> thought that was kind of a sick joke. Yeah. Anyway, now, if you're unfamiliar with the game, uh, Plague Inc., the, the goal is literally to eradicate humanity. You get to create your own disease, and you just destroy everything. So, if you've ever played a JRPG where you're a group of eight teenagers out to save the world, this is the polar opposite, because you're just one grumpy scientist whose only goal is to doom the planet to extinction. Hmm. Perhaps your anger is just festering too much. It's another <laughs> sick pun. Anyway... The game is actually pretty simple. Um, you start out, you get to pick what kind of plague you'd like. You can be a virus, fungus, bacteria, parasite. You can even be a prion or a zombie virus, um, but those are a little out there. So once you decide what kind of pathogen you'd like to be, you select random traits and characteristics for your disease. You can alter how it spreads, you know, the symptoms that it has. Does it spread through the air, water, uh, even animals? You know, does it make you sneeze? Does it make you bleed? Does it make you sleepy? So can if you, you pick, ever uh, fantasize... Pick, uh, possums or... What we... oh. I mean, what kind of animals are available? I'm just curious. I've never played this game. Man, you... Uh, that is the best thing I've heard all day. There, <laughs> there, there is a livestock option. Oh? But I assume that's like cows and goats and sheep. Sheep? The plural of sheep should be sheep. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, yeah. yeah, why not? Possums. Have at it. Awesome. Yeah. Customizable. Customizable. So play play Gink yours. <laughs> so if you ever <laughs> dream about destroying life as we know it, this is the game for you. Uh, the game hmm. actually shipped with like a hundred achievements or something insane hmm. like that. Uh, most of them are for winning under certain conditions, such as infecting all the possums, if only. Uh, <laughs> there's also a bunch of random ones where you can give your pathogen certain you know, traits and characteristics and symptoms, and it creates silly combos. Um, mm. Most of them are funny. Some of them are a little more serious. But 
For example, if you're using the zombie virus, mm -hmm. you make your disease give its people? What's the word I'm looking for? The people infected by it, they have insomnia and anemia. You've just unlocked the walking dead combo. Oh. Another good one. The achievement is called Oink Oink, and you basically, you create the swine flu. So you spread your virus through <laughs> livestock, and you make the symptoms sneezing, and bam, you've created swine flu within the game. Mm. My two favorites, though. Are you ready? I don't know yeah. if you're ready. Oh, man. I'm, Second I'm, place. It is whoa. called Red Rain. So mm. for Red Rain, you need to give your disease two symptoms, hemophilia and skin lesions. <laughs> And basically, the people that are infected with your disease will just be walking around constantly splurting blood out of their body. Well, I'm more, I'm more of an oily discharge kind of guy. Oily discharge. There's probably a symptom for that. Mm. But, and but is not a pun, but you'll see that <laughs> in a second. My personal well favorite has to go to the uh-oh combo. Mm. Elroy, would you like to guess what the uh-oh combo involves? Hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Close enough. Yeah. No, it doesn't involve that. No, it, it doesn't involve grunting T, uh, TA competition. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't include Ohio either. Nah, nothing about Ohio. Uh-oh. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> All right. So to unlock the uh-oh combo, you have to give your plague two symptoms. Very easy. You ready? Sneezing symptoms and diarrhea symptoms. Oh, man. And it is called <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, you are right about that. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. So just imagine if this were if, if this was real, okay? Yep. You're just sitting in your chair at work. Maybe you're doing, you know, 400 pull-ups or something, and uh-oh! <laughs> you think you have to sneeze. A sneeze should only require one tissue, maybe some hand sanitizer. Oh, but now man. you need gratuitous amounts of TP for my bunghole, a whole body of laundry <laughs> detergent, and a very, very awkward note apologizing to your janitor <laughs> why there is diarrhea all over your classroom floor. Oh, man. You probably need an awkward note to your boss or principal too to explain that you just shat yourself and you need to go home early for the day yeah so <laughs> for the mere thought of something as horrible as the uh oh virus becoming a real plague plague inc has infected its way into this week's honorable mention oh man well, a couple things uh, a couple of students at our, my school would really like to have the uh oh because uh, they're uh, they're quite proficient in finger painting with the with that medium in the oh, bathrooms God. yeah and then the other thing i thought i was and when you started you talking about boogers and everything and so i was looking up to see i was like what is this booger achievement he's he's talking about and i was i thought there was an achievement for that but sadly there's snot ho ho <laughs> I mean, uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Well done. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, number five. Raining limbs, bloody zombies. It's raining limbs. Hallelujah. It's raining limbs. Man. No. <laughs> I mean limbs. Totally limbs. Yep. yep. And so this is a beat-em-up called bloody zombies. You presumably beat up zombies that either become bloody or were bloody when you began to beat them up. It's unclear at what point the bloodiness comes in. But at some point in the game, you get the opportunity for some TNT, which is not to be confused with some TMNT, which is okay. something very different. Is Next? it potential to be confused with TNA? TMA. T-N-A, and not the wrestling. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got you. I got you. This is a family show. 
Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't spell it out. <laughs> We're all good. Keeping it PG. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. X, do you like toitles? I do like toitles, especially oh, the okay. ones that hide in their toitle hut. Well, well, all this talk about TMNT. Have you seen... Have you seen the new series? I I haven't seen the new series, but apparently it's a series where they have deformed the to- the toitles. They made Donatello look like Frankenstein with his forehead, and they made Raphael look like he should have been on last week's obese children celebration list. <laughs> uh, I I have, I don't know where this is coming from, but apparently they have toys at Sonic. I go to Sonic and get some unsweet tea every day, and uh, I see them up there on the on the big old board that I order on, and I'm like, what is this? Have, I don't I, know. I grew up with the OG Ninja Turtles, so mm-hmm. I cannot bring myself to watch the new series. I think it would just ruin my whole childhood. Yeah, I mean, I, the those just looking at those toitles are making me upset. I mean, it's it's a mess. But but since we are an achievement podcast, it should be mentioned since we're talking about TMNT that there's a lot of easy achievements on the game TMNT for the 360. Although the current Raphael, if he was on there, he'd probably die of a heart attack from running. And Donatello would have a concussion from hitting his tall forehead on a pipe in the sewer level. But, TNT. So you blow up zombies. And once you blow up about 50 of those undead suckers, you get the reigning limbs achievement. Hallelujah. Worth 15 whole points. But, uh, eh, that's not very plague-like. So, what would a reigning limbs plague look like? Do tell. Well, my mind immediately went to two games. First, Swap Quest. You ever played Swap Quest? I bought it on sale, have not played it yet. Don't tell L. All right, well, I'll try to keep the spoilers to a minimum, but you're going to do a lot of swapping in the game. I I never would have guessed. Yeah, and so basically the game is you running across a map, it's like a side scroller or you or up and down sometimes but um you're racing across terrain and you have little path tiles and you have to make a path across the terrain to get to the other side and so you swap tiles you click on one tile to swap it with another one to make a path so that you can stay ahead of things and blah blah which i'll get to in a second but spoiler alert pro tip if you just take two plus sign tiles like the ones that you know like a little plus sign they have a path going each direction if you just take two of those and just keep alternating them in front of you or if you need to go up just put it above you um and just keep walking on one tile to the next you can swap as many times as you want they don't crumble or anything you can basically beat this game very easy you just keep walking to the other side of where you need to go using these two tiles sometimes you even get three and you can really speed it up but anyhow this is not an easy going walk in the park because, well, it is when you use my trick, but if you were to play it outright with, you know, just using regular tiles, there's this funky green fog stuff that is chasing you, and it's either at the bottom of the screen or on the left-hand side of the screen. And it's like this green fog, and occasionally emerging from the fog is, you guessed it, a bunch of decaying-looking limbs flailing at you. Why is it there? I have no idea. Maybe it was in a cutscene I skipped, but... There's uh, a weird green fog chasing you with limbs that keep coming out of it. And Sounds a lot like New Jersey. <laughs> well, this looks like a rain cloud with limbs. And with rain yeah, clouds. Yeah, like, like, like I said, sounds yeah, a lot like yeah. New Jersey. Okay, all right. Well, with, as you know from Jersey, with rain clouds comes rains. 
And with funky green fog rain clouds with limbs protruding out of them, it comes raining limbs. There you go. So I, I didn't realize you were an expert in this area. I, I, <laughs> I should have uh, approached you earlier on this. Now, secondly, I think of Bard's Quest. You play Bard's Quest. I have not played that one, but I also don't own it. So spoil away. All right. Well, it's uh, like a brutal 8-bit adventure that tries to kill you in as many ways as as that 8-bit adventure anthology we talked about a few weeks ago is, tries to kill you almost that many ways, although there's no werewolf, prostitute, girl, or sewer gator or anything like that. It's not as creative. But what there is is a... Did I just use is twice in a row? Yeah, you might have. I just, it's not like I, you're talking to an English teacher or anything. How, how do you feel about people that use the same word twice in a row? I mean, is that... I mean, in that case, what there is is, right? Yeah, it's grammatically correct. you got to pause. You know, if you really want to get crazy, you could say the effect that Elroy's use of is is had had upon me had had a profound effect. Oh, have you seen the buffalo thing, man? Buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. (laughs) Oh, man. It's like, what is it, like eight buffaloes in a row? Man, yeah, that, I that blew my mind. And it's this yeah. stupid, perfect, grammatically correct sentence. Yeah, like Hate it. like the buffaloes from Buffalo are buffaloing other buffaloes that buffalo buffalo from Buffalo, I think. With buffalo wings. <laughs> yeah. So Bart's goal. It has Bart's a uh, <laughs> it has a clock running <laughs> in the top corner. And so if you take too long in avoiding all the spike traps, the rogue darts, the multitude of enemies that will kill you in one shot, and all the other stuff going on, once that clock hits triple zeros, uh, actually it might be quadruple zeros. I can't remember how many zeros are up on the top of the screen, but I do remember that there were zeros. And when the time became zero, wait, yeah, hmm, I don't know. But anyway, have you ever seen a zero? Have I ever seen a zero? Yeah. I'm not 100% on that, which (laughs) I'm glad you got that. Yeah, well, I remember this time I saw Zero. He was sitting around talking to Eight, and he was complimenting his belt. (laughs) I don't know know where that one was going. But when time does run out, (laughs) fireballs, they start falling from the sky. And, of course, guess what? They'll kill you in one shot. It's raining fire. But that's not a plague. Change the fireballs to some random body parts, and now you have a plague. And simultaneously have up the creepiness. Raining limbs. We do need more limb showers and games. I'm talking to you, Rataleka Games and Sometimes You. I think they could probably pump one out in like a few days. But if you don't want to have torsos and hands and shoulders falling out of the sky, you could always take a different route for the plague. All right. All right. Picture this. A game (laughs) set in a forest, right? a forest locale, and a plague has been set forth in the form of an unstoppable storm, and you must get to the heart of the forest and reverse this plague before it's too late. Doesn't that sound like a good premise for a game or something? Or even like a novel. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So the gameplay is is primarily a platformer with a lot of evasion built into it where you're, like, jumping over possums and trying to avoid, guess what, raining limbs from the trees. More and more limbs as the storm intensifies. So, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, you know, we can possibly get this done. But in the meantime, raining limbs and bloody zombies is number five. 
I'm disappointed at the lack of raining nards. <laughs> well, you got a twig and berries. I mean, with the, with the, <laughs> with, the, with the twigs come those berries now. Nicely done. Yeah. All right. Number four comes to us from a relatively new game called Siggy, A Fart for Melusina. Have you played this one, Elroy? Uh, I have not. I'm saving it for crunch time when we get a little closer to uh, when I need some points. Fair enough. You can beat the whole thing. I think my whole 1,000 gamer score was an hour and three minutes. I was a little grumpy. I couldn't do it in under an hour. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. Ah, QQ, right? What was me? So anyway, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure of the game's story because I don't think it actually has one. But it does have, you know, animations and, like, smiley faces and sad faces. So I think... I think it goes something like this, all right? There's a knight named Siggy, and he falls in love with a beautiful mermaid. I'm assuming that's <laughs> Melusina, uh, but it doesn't... Where did they meet? Well, we'll, we'll get there. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So he just randomly decides that I'm going to go talk to this mermaid. Um, hmm. So he goes, and he walks to the shore where she waits, and I assume that's how they met, is he just saw her waiting at the shore. Um, hmm. So he finally gets the courage to go presumably profess love or ask her on a mermaid date or something but <laughs> what do you think happens next given the title of the game oh no did he have an uh-oh moment <laughs> <laughs> he did in fact i'm so glad you said that he had an uh-oh moment he farts potentially sharts right in front of her and she is so disgusted that she just leaps into the ocean and he's very sad and goes on oh. this big quest to save her but <laughs> Save her from what? From the 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 from shart? His, <laughs> from his own shart. So, <laughs> the shart attack. <laughs> why did Siggy fart in the first place? These are the questions that need to be asked, right? Oh yeah, it's probably okay. Diet. He yeah probably is. He probably eats more than sixty to eighty carbs a day. I would say so. Those things um, kill her on your gut, folks. So he'd just eaten at a food cart named Weenies, who mm. serves presumably. It doesn't actually clarify what weenies serves but we can assume it serves hot dogs and those buns those are about 35 carbs each if i'm not mistaken oh, yeah. man you gotta stay away from those buns yep don't even get me started on the ketchup on it eight carbs a tablespoon or something absurd oh man you know people don't realize how much like they put like freaking sugar in the ketchup and like barbecue sauce oh man like that's that's the hidden one man they, oh yeah a lot of people don't realize that stuff mustard a- is the safe route to go Yep, mustard, and you got to watch out relish, too. They always put sugar and relish for some stupid reason. Man, that's insane. I don't think, f- do they, they don't do that to salsa, right? No, salsa's pretty good. Some of them yeah. have sugar in it. I've never seen really much sugar in salsa, but I buy the organic salsa crap, so, you know, I, I'm not, my salsa game's not quite on, on par with the, you know, the general game. populace. Yeah. As a <laughs> former fat guy who lost 80 pounds by stopping eating carbs, I there's sugar in everything, folks. There's your educational oh, yeah. segment. Sugar <laughs> is everywhere. <laughs> anyway, yep. Siggy farts in front of the mermaid, probably because he ate too many hot dogs, scares her off. So he goes on this crazy adventure where he battles enemies and bosses, and it doesn't even really make sense. All he wants to do is, you know, profess his love to the mermaid, right? So mm-hmm. these bosses are... I, there's no rhyme or reason to why they exist. The first boss is a blind <laughs> troll. The second boss is a goblin driving a train. The third boss is a giant French fry container with legs that throws French fries at you. You ever <laughs> seen Aquatine Hunger Force? It's basically Frylock is the third uh-huh. boss. 
<laughs> and the final boss, you ready? Sure. The final boss is literally Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, Hulk Hogan actually makes an appearance in uh, a couple of ACA games. Like, I think he's the personification of a, a buff guy of what uh, like these Japanese companies think that... <laughs> That you know, like they they ever if it's a guy that's supposed to be strong in a game and he's supposed to be American, he looks like Hulk Hogan. I don't he's, know. I've seen I've seen yeah. a lot of Hulk Hogan's. Yeah. I, but yeah, I think you're onto something actually. Hulkamania, <laughs> brother. So anyway, I don't know why the final boss is Hulk Hogan, but it's pretty much Hulk Hogan with everything except the name. Um, but we'll never know. Anyway, you defeat Hulk Hogan. By throwing swords at his butt, of course, right? How else would you kill Hulk Hogan? Um, <laughs> he tries to, like, leg drop you or something, and then you just run under him. And then while he's recovering, uh -huh. you chuck swords at his butt. Anyway, hmm. you defeat Hulkamania. The mermaid is rescued. But she jumps back into the ocean. And you'd think Siggy would be very upset since he just went on this whole, you know, one hour and three minute quest to save her. But yeah. he's not upset at all. What does he do? He goes back to weenies for more weenies. Hmm. Um, that's the game. Like, oh, that's, okay. that's, that's it there. <laughs> you're not missing much except a thousand gamer score in an hour and three minutes. Wow. So how oh, does the plague tie in? Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. The first boss is a blind troll. And for beating this blind troll, you unlock an achievement called too blind to see. So that's hmm. where the inspiration for the plague comes in. Hmm. Just figure the game's a platformer with some enemies, right? Yeah. Imagine if Siggy was blind. Your TV, it would, it would just be a black screen. <laughs> How much more difficult would the game be? I assume it, it would go from like a one hour and three minute yeah. completion to several thousand? <laughs> I don't know. No. No, um, I, yeah, I assume it's nearly impossible. But I do say so, nearly because I'm always impressed by the people that speed run like Super Mario World blindfolded in four minutes. Oh, man. I, saw, I had to get the turbo tunnel... Battletoads achievement, and some man, some jerk was on on uh, he like blindfolded and went through that thing, and I sat there and I fiddled with that for hours and hours, and this dude's sitting there doing it blindfolded. Maybe some bad man. Yeah, I abandoned that guy, all hope that on guy, that, that one. That guy needs that guy needs to get over himself. That's what's wrong. He should probably listen to your segment from last week. <laughs> so if, if if it's blind, like, or is the whole game like running around kind of like? You follow the uh, stench kind of a thing? Is there a smell element that is introduced into this game since you can't see where you're going? And you're like, hmm, something smells so odd over here. Well, of course, the... the only thing that you smell in the game is weenies, of course. And out of context, oh. that sounds very naughty. But <laughs> trust me, we're smelling hot dogs, which doesn't even sound any better. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you follow the scent trail, and it kind of goes up and down. But again, it's just a black screen with maybe this green slime, maybe with limbs poking out of it, mm -hmm. comes in. And yeah, that would <laughs> that would be the game if you're too blind to see. It would just be a black screen with a green stench cloud. Right on. So, plagues, they affect real life. Yeah, Just so does blindness. So does blindness. <laughs> so if there's this plain, plain, plague, wow, plague that just came and yeah. affected everyone, like, what, what would happen? Do you, you enjoy being able to see, I assume, right? It's it's one of those things I do enjoy, yeah. 
Okay, I mean, I assume most sighted people enjoy it and probably take it for granted. So, we all wake up tomorrow and the entire population is blind. What do we do? How does society function? The world around us would cease to exist. <laughs> so, by no means am I saying that it's impossible to live a normal, fulfilling life with blindness, because people do it all the time. Mm -hmm. But if everybody went blind all at once, how, how do you even begin to learn to cope with your new disability? You're a computer teacher, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, well, like, I, I teach students, but yeah. Ah, no, you teach computers. They're interchangeable. Don't you get it? <laughs> so, indeed. Your classes of of thirty, presumably. I have classes of thirty. Uh, try teaching thirty blind students how to use a computer. How do you even do that? Well, right now I'm te trying to teach Java to about. 15 of them that uh, hardly ever turned on a computer. It's probably about the same <laughs> level of frustration. All right. I challenge you to go in tomorrow and try and do that blindfolded. <laughs> probably about to have the same results. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I have to imagine <laughs> that if everybody... <laughs> I probably would. I'm thinking about it. I have to imagine if everybody went blind, though, like, the world would just, like, cease to exist. Like, we probably couldn't even make it out of our houses. I could probably make it to the kitchen, and then I'd trip into the table and probably fall mm -hmm. over and hurt myself. But certainly, with my 45-minute commute, I'd never make it to work. Like, mm -hmm. if I did, how would I even do my work? Like, how do we get food? Eat, like, the entire ocean. You couldn't... That, that seafood. See what I did there? <laughs> <sighs> I most do. importantly, by far, most importantly, how on earth, if I was blind, would I make it to Starbucks? to feed my pumpkin spice everything obsession. Oh, Lord. You're one of those, eh? Pumpkin everything all the time <laughs> in my belly. I want to turn into a pumpkin for three months of the year. That's that's my life goal. October, <laughs> November, December, I will be a pumpkin. Wow. Anyway. That's quite the goal. Yeah, very, very, uh, setting the bar very high, be a pumpkin. So anyway, yeah. too blind you... to see. That's, hmm. uh... Not a plague that I would ever want to happen to me. And that rhymed. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with your pumpkin quest, uh, Mr. Pumpkin. I'll let you know how it goes. Adventure. <laughs> so, number three. Locust Forever from Bros of War 3. Hmm. What is any good achievement plague segment? Because there's so many. Without some freaking locusts. So this gem of an achievement comes from Bros of War 3 and is worth 15 gamer score for winning a versus multiplayer match as a team of five savage marauders in any mode. Now X is the darndest thing. You ready for this? Bring it on. It appears both you and I have played this game but not gotten this achievement. And you would think if anybody anybody had won it it would be a social multiplayer online party boosting superstar like yourself or myself clearly because that's that's what we do is we boost yeah i mean we get we're just parties like, all the time <laughs> yeah i mean it's just like how is this i don't even i don't even know understand it i can't even begin to understand it. so you would have thought that we would have gotten this a long time ago but oddly enough reclusive gamers such as big l matriarch facial lafleur and Professor Pluto all have it. All those so antisocial people who never play? Yeah. What's yeah, up with they, that? I don't know. So, there you have it. Now, X, we just established you like toitles. Do you toitles. like locusts? You like locusts? Do you, do you mean like the bugs in real life or Gears of War? 
you choose. Uh, I don't like them in Gears of War because, you know, they try and kill us. And I don't really mind the ones in real life because they just make this soothing drone noise. Oh, okay. Well, in the Bros of War universe, the locusts are a race of creatures. we got to get over your uh, locust racism. That they can sh- <laughs> they can shoot guns very well, but yeah, you know, well they can't shoot guns very well. But they have somewhat somehow some way somewhat invaded successfully, I guess. But I kind of did some more research in this, and I guess they are some kind of reptilian humanoids that used to live underground, according to the interwebs. So it seems like they would be more aptly named lizards or. You know, something else, given that insects are in no shape or form. Reptiles. You know, locusts, but they're reptilian? I, I don't know. But it does make me think back to one of the <laughs> one of the funniest things, the amazing and talented Kelly Kelly. Again, uh, how do you feel, again, about using two words in a row like that? It's, I, uh, that's, that's quite the conundrum, given that that is her name. I know. I, I feel like if you were around, you would just resent her because <laughs> of it. But anyway, the amazing and talented Kelly Kelly <laughs> asked me once while I was playing Goat Simulator. She asked, what's the difference between a goat and a sheep? <laughs> and I thought, you goat to be kidding me. Uh. That, yeah, that is a bad question. But the answer is... <laughs> They are two different things. Kind of like the difference between an insect and a reptile. That's that was, the difference. That was a nice <laughs> roundabout. I was wondering how you were going to pull that together. <laughs> yes. So, I, I'm sorry, X. It just, it just bugs me when people don't know their animals. You know me. All I want to do is talk achievements. But, <laughs> but these that's things that's be made better because the iguana is a lizard. It's all relevant. <laughs> It is, it is. Yeah. So, uh, plagues. Yeah. Locust forever is the perfect plague achievement. It implies that the current state of affairs, being freaking locusts everywhere, is not in any way a temporary state. These locusts are here to stay. How long will it be around? You better get used to them. They will be around forever. You see? This plague is not like a normal locust plague. This is a locust plague on the same beefroids that all the bros of war are on. Those are some artificial hashtag gains. Absolutely not. Yeah. Nothing no. artificial. <laughs> you need to, you can't do that with 400 pull-ups. That's like 4,000 pull-ups. Exactly. And then you'll be as, as buff as Marcus. Yes. I, I agree completely. I only did 500 yesterday. Shame. Now, I know. I ran out of time. Nothing artificial about this super locust forever plague, however. So what would the locust forever plague look like anyhow? It wouldn't look like a bunch of fake insect reptile guys shooting guns at you. Very poorly, might I add. It would be more reminiscent of, ironically enough, a level in Bros of War, the original incarnation. That's what they should have called it. But The level is called Outpost and is located in Act 2, Chapter 2, where you take a stroll around town en route to get some gassed-up rig. Unfortunately, this town has been struck by the Locust Forever Plague. Every time you get out of the light, the locusts come in and practically insta-kill you. 
It's not instant, but it's pretty dang close. If the Bros of War didn't have all that bull testosterone flowing through them, it might be instant, but it's not. But as it stands, it is a terrible reminder of what locusts are capable of. Once their natural food source has been depleted, they turn to human flesh. <laughs> I have heard talk that maybe those weren't locusts that attack you in the darkness, but rather that Gru's, yes, I said it, those are not locusts, those are Gru's that attack you in the dark. I don't know what a Gru is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. That was my backup music. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, you already told me what you're thinking. But if you are a millennial snowflake, you're thinking about eating avocado toast with Tom. Miss. And you're also thinking... What the hell is a Gru? Whoops. So, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I didn't know that. If you are old school and have one foot in the grave such as myself, you appreciate the Zork reference. It was an old game called Zork. But you don't think the Locust attack in Bros of War was, in fact, a Gru attack. Now, I am breaking it to you now. If your child's imagination envisioned a Gru as some kind of faint possum-looking thing, you're wrong. They were locusts. Zork was under a locust forever plague, and Gru's were the names assigned to the dens or hives of these monstrosities. Don't be angry with yourself. As a child, you probably also thought that dinosaurs looked like something other than feathered birds that made goose noises also. But anyhow, number three, locust forever. I just want you to know that my childhood was ruined upon the revelation that dinosaurs did not look like Jurassic Park. <laughs> like straight up it was all downhill from there yeah I mean, they perpetuate that lie all right Stay um woke. kind of kind of ironic that you mentioned goat simulator because oh. our number two actually comes to us from goat simulator um <laughs> depending on who you ask goat simulator is a plague in and of itself but i <laughs> happen music man i happen to be a fan Love of the it. game oh god you have to play it on mute though <laughs> my wife and she gets on to me whenever i play it and it gets in her head and she gets angry the next morning when it's still around yeah. <laughs> can we just sidebar and talk about the flappy goat achievement for maybe oh, a minute oh god that plague yeah that that's where i was going with this man flappy goat <laughs> what an easy 970 out of a thousand gamer score and then the, th <laughs> yeah, the 30 points from hell right there. <laughs> you are, oh, man. Uh, yeah. I hope that doesn't appear on my... Uh, uh. Oh, you don't have that one? No, I don't have it. Ah. I said, uh, yeah, to hell with that. I spent... <laughs> I don't even think I'm exaggerating. Maybe like 10 hours trying to get it on Xbox One. Honestly, not exaggerating. Mm -hmm. One achievement, Flappy Goat, 10 hours. And then the 360 stack, I got it on like my fourth attempt. Like, uh. <laughs> So mad. Anyway, end yeah. rant. Good there you to go. go. Um, yeah. I kind of like Goat Simulator, but it it's hard not to laugh. It's, it's so ridiculous. Um, if mm. you are unfamiliar with the game, do not assume that it is actually a game where you simulate a goat. Um, what would that even be? Sitting in a field all day <laughs> grazing? Maybe yeah. spitting once in a while? Hoofing some fences? Well, I mean, some people pay money to do... Uh 
a farming simulator where they could just go work, you know, for my Uncle Kenny or my Uncle Gary, but whatever. <laughs> I, I don't get that trend either. Like, that was cool when Farming Simulator came out. Then there was, like, Pure Farmer and Real mm-hmm. Farm and <laughs> Farm Tycoon. Like, how many farm <laughs> games do we need? You are not. You preach it. You are on fire uh, tonight. For what it's worth, uh, Goat Simulator does have an achievement called Goat Sim Sim. And you mm-hmm. actually do unlock it by grazing in a goat pen for, I think, three minutes. You just leave the controller, and then you get Goat Sim Sim. Um, mm. <laughs> but the rest of it, it's it's hard to describe. You're basically this, like, cool goat, and you just go around and you wreck everything just mm. because you can. Um, nope. Like, most of the achievements are even tied to you just blowing things up and causing mayhem and destruction and misery and suffering. Because um, that's what goats do, I guess. I've never... <laughs> I've never hung out with a goat, so maybe that is what goats do. But, well, is, they have many uh, goats up there in your your way. Well, what you've heard about Pennsylvania is that we have lots of bears and caves, and we wrestle with them. What else mm-hmm. you might have heard about Pennsylvania is that we're all Amish here, right? Yeah, I've heard that. All right, so it's not entirely true, um, but the whole you know middle ninety percent of the state is pretty much super old school redneck territory i meant amish territory um (laughs) so yeah there are probably more goats in pennsylvania than most states i think that would be a fair assumption but i don't have any numbers or data to prove that oh well i see i got some numbers right here um i'm glad you mentioned that uh goats uh uh per state so I have a list of the top 10 states for number of goats. Hmm. Of course you do. <laughs> so, well, I won't bore you too much, but Alabama's uh, number 10, uh, Florida number 9, Missouri, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Georgia. Then you get a little interesting in the top three. You got number three, California. Okay. And, it's uh, a big state. Well, they need a lot of goats for Tom Miss, to do his... To do his uh, goat yoga and all that stuff while eating avocado toast but so there's a big demand for goats out there i would assume and then number two tennessee with 4.7 percent of the total and then yeah and then (laughs) number one by a very 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 large margin with 43.6 percent of the total wow texas who knew? So Pennsylvania, we're not even top ten. No. I'm a little I, disappointed. I think that would be classified as the educational portion of the show. I do believe so. Okay. If you uh if you want to look up bear wrestlers per state, <laughs> we'll be number one. All right. So what is our plague from Goat Simulator? None other than Excaligoat. Mm. What is Excaligoat, you might ask? The achievement, it's actually pretty simple. All you have to do, pull the sword from the stone. But you're probably asking yourself, self, how does a goat do that? You're a goat. You don't have fingers. You have hooves. So how do you pull the sword from the stone? You use your tongue, of course. How else would you? (laughs) Have I mentioned that the goat that you play as has like a 20-foot tongue? Hmm. Ah, so you lick this sword in the stone, and then you basically run around, you know, the whole town with your 20-foot tongue, and eventually the sword comes out, and then... Hmm. You look like an idiot because you're a goat with a 20-foot tongue with a giant sword at the end. But (laughs) whatever. You unlock your Excala goat achievement. I think that's like a weird 45-pointer or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you get a cool ability. Um, They're called mutators in the game. 
So this mutator basically turns you into the Dragonborn from Skyrim, and you can basically Fusro Da anytime you want, uh, which just wrecks everything, because that's what goats do, right? <laughs> so these poor townsfolk, they're just trying to live a normal life, coexisting with these lovely goats, and then, bam, Fusro Da! Like, they're just knocked <laughs> into the next town, like, what the heck was that a goat? And they yell that too, like, oh man, there's a goat over there. So <laughs> anyway, if this plague's called Excaligoat, what does it do? Short version, all goats everywhere. Poor Texas. Turn homicidal. <laughs> that Man. said, in the game, wouldn't really be much different. There are other goats in the game, but they're mostly docile. Uh, mm -hmm. But the goat that you are does enough damage to represent all goats. So maybe you just have, like, some new party members in your crew or something, and you could help wreck everything, as that is the goat way. So mm -hmm. nothing too different in the game. Real life, though. Elroy, we've just established Tennessee has a lot of goats, right? Oh, indeed, we have. All right. So how would you wonderful southern gentlemen folks, how would you react if all the goats just decided to go all bender on you and kill all humans? <laughs> well, the, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of in their name. I mean, if you look at the name goat, G-O-A-T, it would be, you know, greatest outbra outbreak of all time. I mean. Wow. Did he just yeah. make that up? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, goat, goat, goat. You know, I'm a kind of sports guy, you know, grace of all time. And I was thinking, well, oh, I'll break. Yeah, man, it just came together for me. That's actually really impressive. Um, <laughs> I'm speechless here. I had a, yeah. I had a pun, but yours is yours is better. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna let that go. So anyway, um, <laughs> certainly a doomsday scenario. Yeah, like goats just kill all humans. All humans are dead. Mm -hmm. Bad. So, I was trying to think, why are these goats so mad? What is hmm. their catalyst? Like, why why are they killing all humans? What has spurred them to do so? And here's what hmm. I came up with. Sure. All goats, they are enraged at being second place to cows in the human milk consumption competition. <laughs> That's utterly disastrous. Oh, that was... that was <laughs> Man, you're on a roll tonight. Um... <laughs> We all know goat milk is superior. I know as a not-carb eater, you probably don't drink much milk, but you probably eat some cheese. would be a fair guess, I'd assume. Yeah, yeah. All right. Goat cheese is way better than cow cheese. You heard it from me, folks. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm not even a good source because Pennsylvania's not the top ten. But if Elroy says it, <laughs> you know that's the truth. Yeah, I do like me some uh, goat cheese, man. That's, uh, that's, stuff's, that's stuff's the truth, man. Mm-hmm. So these goats, they're on this quest to slaughter all humans who have done them wrong by putting them in second place. How would this go down? I assume you're asking yourself, self, what would happen if the goats tried to kill us? Well, <laughs> I like how you asked yourself there. That was awesome. Well, of course you have to. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, if you're going to ask yourself, you have to say self. I mean, there's no other way. I assume yeah. the goats are going to start off subtle. You know, maybe they'll kick or headbutt you once in a while. But by the end, I'm just skipping the whole middle part here. By the end, I can only imagine <laughs> that the goats will, you know, be sitting in their, their goat thrones uh, and uh -huh. we'll be bowing down to them as our almighty goat overlords. Um... You know, they'll have that, us in there's these... Actually a, isn't that actually in the game where it, you go to that inside that tower and... Yep, there is actually yep. a scene. Um, it's oddly, like, satanic and demonic and... <laughs> it is indeed. They have the humans enslaved. It's, it's a dark envision of our future. Envision? <laughs> Envisioning, that's it. A dark envisioning of our future. Um, huh. So we'll be in all these horrible design uh, machines and contraptions, you know, designed to power their tools and do whatever it is goats need tools for. Um mm -hmm. 
if this sounds a little tame, like, all right, you know, goats enslaving the humans, nothing important there. Um, so it's not just... The disease just hasn't made them homicidal. So not only is their blood lust very high, um, <laughs> but they're super intelligent too. Because like, why not? You've seen Planet of the Apes? Any of them? Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, there's several to choose from. I saw the one with had Michael Jackson in it. The, I don't know. It was like some female ape that was just I don't know. It, I, it was weird. I didn't like that one. Was she moonwalking? <laughs> she, she was. Uh, I, I just realized how incredibly racist that sounded. But there was actually a character in that in that movie that that looked like Michael Jackson. I don't know. It was like a real pale looking. Uh, I don't know. It was it was creepy. I by the way haven't by the way seen... Michael Jackson's dead. Yeah. Spoiler spoiler alert. I haven't seen any of the old ones, so I actually genuinely thought Michael Jackson was in one of the older Planet of the Apes movies. <laughs> so I'll put it. I'll, I'll post it in Discord. You'll see what I'm talking about. All right. I'm looking forward to that one. So anyway. <laughs> Um, these goats, they're super intelligent. It's like Planet of the Apes, but it's way worse with goats because goats have hooves. What can apes do? They can just smack you around. But, like, you ever been kicked by a goat? I assume you have, living in Tennessee. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a daily occurrence around here. Yeah. You know, we just we just don't talk about it. It's not as intense as getting your flesh rent asunder by a bear in Pennsylvania, but you wouldn't want to be hoofed by a goat. Or probably spit on by a goat. Maybe they'll enlist their llama and alpaca cousins for extra, you know, saliva cannons or something. Um, essentially, though, humanity, with this goat plague, we would be doomed to a fate of planting grass in giant fields. And for that grim, bleak future, Excaligoat earns the number two spot this week. <laughs> right on. Well, do you need a water break or anything? Um, are we... Uh... I mean, overlight. <laughs> maybe maybe water for the grass to plant <laughs> for my goat overlords. Right. Oh, man. There you go. Well, it sounds like uh, something might happen on Castaway Paradise. But they, um, all right, I better wrap this up. Uh, people are going to start thinking we're going to just keep on talking here. For number one. We're on number one. All right. Wild Rumpus. Wild Rumpus. <laughs> From where the wild things are. So this last plague. It's a doozy. So much like a grew, it might need a little imagination to fully understand the calamity that is a wild rumpus. So the being defines a rumpus as a noisy disturbance, a commotion. So some common synonyms of a rumpus are a furor, a kerfuffle, a hullabaloo, or even a fracas. So anyone who's been part of a brouhaha you know that a rumpus is not to be taken lightly. The wild rumpus plague, as it was originally defined in the game Where the Wild Things Are, is obtained by defeating 15 enemies in a row in melee without being hit. It's easy enough to obtain on the stage where there's a bunch of wasps flying around and you just hit them out of the air. So let it be known that these are those stupid little yellow wasps. Yellow wasps. Child's play. Literally, because you're like a child. So, listen here, boy. If you want a real achievement, defeat 15 big-ass red wasps in a row without incurring some damage. I think I'm about up to eight right now. I had a close call the other day, but uh, fortunately I was wearing a hat when it when it attacked, so it didn't actually penetrate the hat. My my helmet you know, protected me from the attack. 
But I so I think my streak is technically still alive, but the counter may have reset. You know, sometimes the Xbox counter is kind of weird, and so you know, was hitching that. You know, I don't know. But anyway, it's worth ten gamer score, and it has an impressive ratio of one point zero zero. <laughs> so you might save it for like that G test turny thingy that you know we're in, in case you haven't got it yet. X. I because, have not played this game actually. Yeah, but if you're ever in need of ten TA. Um, this one's ripe for the taking. So <laughs> we know about yeah we know about the wild rumpus plague, uh, but perhaps the bigger plague in this game is all the damn collectibles. I swear everyone is missing something. You got to go find twenty five schools. Go find ninety five stars. Okay, now go find twenty five seeds. Collect twenty five owl eggs. Collect all geodes. Collect all the vuvuzelas. Collect twenty five honeycombs. Collect some toitles. X, you still like toitles? I, I do still like toitles. Okay, just checking in. Okay, now, go back and collect all of everything. It's not where the wild things are. It's where the Sam Hell are all the things. That's what it should have been called. But, so thank you, Wild Rumpus Plague, for being at least one achievement that can be earned without having to explore the whole forsaken game, looking for crap laying around on the ground and floating in the air. So, as to what exactly the, the Wild Rumpus Plague is, entails in normalish gameplay again a lot of that really depends on you to fill in the blank it could be anything that's what is so terrifying about it you make one loud noise and the wild rumpus will get you <laughs> so perhaps you run into the wild rumpus when you're playing state of decay for example you know you one or two you're going through all those containers, right? We are, and we're all achievement hunters. We don't have time to let the search icon go all the way around real slow, like. So we keep holding down the little trigger and little bursts to try to like cheat it a little bit and kind of speed it up. And then you think you're getting away with it. Then suddenly, the loud crash. Yes, you, you vision it there. And then the beckoning call. Of the dreaded wild rumpus. <laughs> I assume that's that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So in this game, dead people they converge and like on the spot, and they're like all over you like a duck on a June bug, and it's just a bad scene. Now a similar wild rumpus, it plays out in Deadlight, but yeah, you know, for me those are more zombie outbreaks than wild rumpus plagues. For me, I envision. A wild rumpus outbreak, and no other than castles. Have you played castles? I have. Um, I actually have like a weirdly high ratio on it for beating the second level. Hmm. Yeah. Well, in this game, a wild rumpus has broken loose out in the country, and you know, like the countryside of like what appears to be an otherwise pleasant community, other than this wild rumpus breaking out, but. Out in the country, in a surprisingly level field, I don't know where, you know, it just happened to be on this level field, these rogue blocks, they just drop out of the sky into one of 25, you know, ordained spots on the ground. Now, it's unclear whether the wild rumpus has been contained to that small geographic area or if that's ground zero of the outbreak. Um, is it in danger of rapidly spreading? What is causing this wild rumpus? These are all questions we don't know. I'm telling you, the wild rumpus is terrifying. So little is known. That's what makes it so scary. 
It is. But all I do know is that it can only be stopped by making certain blocks and matching things, and then once you get it stopped, it starts right back up again. It seems futile to stop them. The wild rumpus cannot be stopped. Could you could you perhaps say resistance is futile? (laughs) Indeed, indeed. So you will be assimilated. Now, I think since it's just futile to stop it, if I ran the community that is where this is taking place, I wouldn't put my citizens at risk by having them stand within the wild rumpus range, moving blocks around all willy-dilly, getting crushed more often than not. The wild rumpus death toll is needlessly soaring. A better way to deal with this outbreak is needed. And I am a solutions man. And I got you, rural community of castles. What you need is a logistical containment strategy. First, you block off civilians from the wild rumpus. You cannot risk any more of them getting smashed under the blocks of the wild rumpus. Thus, block off the area to the public. Secondly... You get some heavy machinery to deal with the blocks. I envision a front-loading dozer to scoop underneath the blocks and get some dump trucks to load the wild rumpus blocks into. On a revolving schedule, one truck dumps them into the ocean and you forget they ever existed while the other one's being loaded. Now, another option is to get some skilled masonry labor together and take the blocks into town and, you know, build some structures out of them. Perhaps eliminate the homeless community. One must be careful, however. For it is unknown whether the wild rumpus blocks will disappear if aligned in all three, you know, in three in a row, once they're off that grid on the ground. Of course, major plot twist. Yeah, I mean, it could be that they do. It could be that they don't. Now, if it is the case that they do, perhaps you don't need these uh, masonry laborers after all. You could get some unskilled cheap labor, and you you could hire them and then take them out you know, the dump trucks out and like dump the blocks into the sorting ground where they sort the blocks into a couple of piles, which if done correctly, the bins would disappear as they go. Yeah. That's how I would deal with a wild rumpus. No sidebar mule, which I hear some incredible person has the world record on. It has wumpuses in it. Wumpuses, not rumpuses. Not to be confused. Yes, they are located on the outskirts of town, and so I assume they are wild as well. So the wild wumpus is not a wild rumpus outbreak. Easy easy to mistake the two. (laughs) Indeed. So the people in the mule community, they probably think they have a wild rumpus outbreak. But you have no wild rumpus outbreak. That's a wild rumpus. Wumpus, not a rumpus. And that is why a wild rumpus is number one on our list of top five achievements that sound like plagues. Top five! No, I can't do that quietly. <laughs> if only. All right. Well, so there you yeah. have it. Top five <laughs> achievements make pretty rad plagues. I should have... Uh, I'm going to start that over. Top five achievements that would make pretty sick plagues. I think that was that was better the second time. As always... <laughs> Let us know what you think of the segment through some feedback. Feel free to reach out to myself or Elroy, Discord, TA, Xbox. Look up our gamer tags. One more shameless plug. Window oh. of Opportunity. Look me up. YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud. Window of Opportunity. Thanks for listening, everybody. We have plagued you enough already. So let the two-hour episode 
And the countdown to our next list begin. from prison that is the objective of wakapale's quickie of the week the escapists which was games with gold in october of 2016 the escapists is a low fidelity prison break game which has a steep learning curve and can be very unforgiving when making a mistake thankfully you can easily load the previous save when you screw up it can take a while before you get a hang of it but once you do, it's really fun coming up with ways to escape the game's different prisons. If you decide to rob yourself of devising a genius escape plan yourself, the overinflated achievement ratios of the escapists makes it very easy to score quick TA and to a lesser extent gamer score with a guide. The best score can be found in the title's DLC prisons. While there are more than three DLC prisons available, only three of them have achievements attached to them, so be careful when buying the DLC. Each DLC prison should take around two to three hours to complete, and the Escape Team DLC in particular is extra interesting, because it for some reason have 500 gamer score worth more than 1200 TA, which is as much gamer score and just slightly less TA as the other two DLC prisons combined. While the Escape Team DLC will net you around 500 TA an hour, the other two DLC prisons, Santa Sweatshop and Duct Tapes Are Forever, will likely be around 250 TA an hour. The main game has 1000 game score worth more than 3000 TA, and it's not as difficult as the ratio suggests, but it will probably take you around 20 hours to complete. My recipe of a successful jailbreak involved kindness to other inmates, plenty of showers, soap and socks to get rough with the guards. <laughs> 